0: Welcome to the Dramatically Different Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Cheryl Ravaliz-Magipinto, and I am a registered dietitian nutritionist and a certified lifestyle eating and performance therapist. I specialize in emotional eating, and I am also the owner of Healing Heart Nutrition and the creator of the Gain Control of Your Eating Program. Join me, and together, let us gain some perspective on how to finally end the guilt behind how we actually eat and to actually start living your truth today. Hello everyone and thanks for joining me today and I am so excited because I have somebody here that is not only can help me but that can help all of you and I want to share how I met Christina. Her name is Christina and we met because all of us need to have a coach in whatever it is that you do in your life, whether it's activity, whether it's eating, whether it's mental health, um, maybe it's marital advice or relationship advice. I think we all need some form of a coach. So we met at an entrepreneur event because we are both there for coaching and entrepreneurship, correct? And you uh, live, we don't live like in proximity of each other. I've had a lot of guests that I've had on um, are in my Neck of the woods, but um, where are you, Christina? So, hi, Christina. Christina Rogers, and I want to give her a proper <laughs> intro, but um, real quick,
1: where you're, Florida, right? So, I am in Florida. I'm in St. Pete, so I'm close to where our business coach lives, which is in Clearwater, Florida. So, um, but I'm from up north. So, uh, we started talking about fall weather and seasons, and you know all that good stuff. And then we started talking about emotional eating. So. <laughs> I know, I know. And who knew, right? I don't even think at the time, um,
0: we really knew about each other. But, you know, it it really uh, resonated. I think we we do similar things, right? Hence why you're here today.
1: Yeah.
0: you know, I want to give her a proper uh, welcome. So, you know, and tell you why I think she's so instrumental and in, in why some of any of you listening can find her helpful. She's a mental health coach and she's actually a licensed therapist. And like she mentioned, she is in Florida, but she's also licensed and um, a mental health coach therapist in New Jersey. Correct. Her okay. And she is the owner of mentality movement, LLC. I love that name mentality movement. And this is where she helps people of, of everyone. So men, entrepreneurs, right? Yep. <laughs> Athletes conquer, you know, the stressors and the slumps of self doubt to break free from their mental barriers. Uh, she helps them develop emotional intelligence and improve the quality of their life relationships and their businesses Christina is a competitor a competitor at heart, right? Is that right? Yeah, sure. Really? Is. Okay. I'm so uncompetitive. I, I, athlete, I read that. I don't read so that again. Come on now. <laughs> um, And she definitely, as you all can see in the short, brief moments we've been talking, has a fiery spirit to connect, empower, and support the individuals which she works with online and also in person. She loves helping her clients dig a little deeper, gain confidence and find what lights them up as they expand their own awareness. Um, Wow, right? That's huge and so meaningful uh, as I think it is. And I think that's why what led us to here we are today,
1: right? Yeah, that's it. That's it. I love this kind of stuff. And I love what you're doing, Cheryl, with the emotional eating component. Um, And yeah, I think that mental health and our physical health go hand in hand. So I know that we've talked a lot about that. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit more today too.
0: Yeah. And you know, I've, I I don't know if I've ever said this on my podcast, but I know I've said it before in my speeches or talking with my clients. And this is even my own self is I think as humans, right? There's three things that we can kind of categorize that I think across the board, we are all striving for right Mm. and one of them the easiest is health we're in the health field so people are always striving for health the second piece is love whether that's a love of a partnership in a relationship um you know people think love it's it's just being with a mate love can be in all areas of our life you know feeling like we're um you know wanted somewhere right Mm -hmm. and then the third piece of that i think is is wealth uh or Mm -hmm. money in some sense and, and, and I, and I, and I think that those three things, there's emotions involved around all of that <laughs> and Definitely. our emotions can trigger our behavior. So my piece is the health piece as it is yours. And, you know, with that being said, you know, what do you think are, are some common misconceptions, especially around people that are trying to address emotional eating, you know, because mm.
1: you, you probably yeah, no, help I-
0: people with that
1: indirectly in some capacity right like I think a lot of things are intertwined right like our emotional eating can also be part of not healing trauma or um, you know it can be attached to other experiences that we've had and I do think a lot of it is connected Um, and I think a a common misconception that people have about emotional eating specifically is that um, that was I going to say the um we had talked a little bit about like stress eating or um like binge eating or things like that is not like this like uh it's not considered emotional eating right like there's all these different labels for it um and I think a lot of people are like oh that's not me I don't emotionally eat or I only do it sometimes or um you know it's not about my emotions it's just about my habits um and i think a lot of us when we don't have when we haven't addressed our emotions we're going to have behaviors that come out because of that because we're suppressing emotions. um so i think there is this like common misconception that you know there's only like you know a certain amount of emotional eaters i think to a certain extent we all have emotional behaviors right absolutely Um,
0: and i think you know to bring to your point about the eating piece how it's generalized, right? Usually sometimes people think an emotional eater is someone that's overweight or that someone that's unhealthy, right? Right, yep. But visually,
1: physically, that's not always the case at all. Right, (laughs) right, right. And I think maybe you can even attest to this too, is like you, it's almost like you can also go the opposite way, right? Like if you have, have shut off like your emotions, like that can also cause like that emotional eating component too. It doesn't mean like that you're super in touch with your emotions and that's why you're eating. It can also come from like completely shutting off and then eating as a result of that as well.
0: Yeah. So again, um, awareness to people, right? So if anyone can resonate with that, and I also think emotional eating you know which can be shocking even in my own experience I, I i've been doing this now probably what going closer to 20 years 17 18 years and mm-hmm. you know it never shocks me where i have someone that wants to come to me because maybe they have um you know every, everyone thinks they have food sensitivities now i feel like this is like mm-hmm. a fact. And, and, and maybe a lot of people do have true sensitivities but not everybody does and why do I think not everybody does? Because it's triggered from an emotional response in that body, mm-hmm. right? So okay. they're stressed out. They they want to be a certain weight um, or they mm-hmm. want to look a certain way. And those emotions that are triggered from that cause these GI issues, right? Mm-hmm. And can cause them to think it's food related. Yep. But yep. it's really triggered. And it's an emotionally
1: related thing, right? Do you -hmm. you see that? Do you you think that that's a little truth behind that? (laughs) Oh, there's so much truth behind that. And I also, I I think that not enough of us are recognizing that our gut is basically like our second brain, right? Um, When our gut is not regulated or it's not healthy, it can cause us to have symptoms of depression, anxiety. But because these pharmaceutical companies are making so much money off of these you know, psychotropic medications, they're just going to keep feeding you that instead of addressing the real issue, which is most people have leaky gut or there's something going on in their GI tract that could help them emotionally, but they're not addressing those things because, you know, the pharmaceutical companies are just promoting depression meds and anti-anxiety. Not that that's not an issue in our world. But I do think there are more people than not that could cure their anxiety or depression, or at least manage it in a healthier way by healing their gut.
0: And by healing their emotional way that they, or the behavior way they handle their Mm -hmm. emotions, right? That's where you kind of come in is, you know, medicine, as we know, acute wise, there's a real Mm -hmm. benefit to it. It's when we're managing. Ourselves with it sometimes is maybe yep. not always so. the best approach, and that's where the gut can really be impacted, but impacted mm-hmm. by it. Um. So let me ask you this: So, say you have an individual, or you know that you know that comes to you, and you know that they're presenting with some um, emotional eating issues. What mm-hmm. do you think is the best way, or or, or what approach would you say? That you could help somebody to kind of get motivated and, and get consistent in their efforts, because as we know, there's ebbs and flows, right? Some days yep. you're you're feeling it and you're great, and and yet you know I've had people who're like, oh, you know, three years ago I was able to do this, but I can't do it now, and it's like, you no, know,
1: uh, wh- what do you say to people like that? I get that question all the time. Yeah, I think um, addressing the all or nothing thinking is probably the first step. Um, I think a lot of us are thinking. Um, we can either have it or we can't, or we either need to be all in or, you know, we fail. Right. Um, and I think it's a slow progression, right? Like you start to make small changes over time to be able to get the result that you want. Um, so, you know, trying to address your emotional eating you can't just do it overnight. Um, you have to start to make little changes. Uh, and you also have to address some of your intentions. Um, why are you doing what you're doing? Uh, what's going on for you emotionally? I think a lot of us don't know how we're feeling, don't know what we're experiencing emotionally. Um, and we're masking it by reaching for the Doritos or reaching for whatever and, and binging. Um, and we're not really focusing on what's what's really happening here. Uh, and we don't have the tools to be able to do that most of the time. Um, we know we're doing it, but we don't know how to help ourselves. And that's kind of where I come in is, you know, we start to broaden your vocabulary around your emotional experience. Uh, We start to think about, you know, what experiences have maybe caused this to start. Uh, We start to look at what's your why? Why do you wanna change this? What's your motivation? Like, what is kind of going on for you that makes you wanna make that change? Uh, What do you value? Like, what are your values as a person, right? Uh, I think our identity gets so wrapped up in what we do and not who we are as people. Um, And I think starting to understand who you are as a person and the life that you want to live and the characteristics that you want to have helps you to get a clear vision on what's your why for changing a behavior or, um, you know, moving forward or moving past the emotional eating component. Uh, And then having somebody that holds you accountable, right? Um, It's a lot easier when you have that coach or that somebody that's actually explaining things to you and helping you work through that as well and kind of is your sounding board.
0: Yeah, no, I think that that's a great explanation. And I want to um, kind of piggyback off of the emotional eating piece is, you know, how do you know if you have emotional eating? You know, I get that too. Sometimes mm-hmm. people will say, um, I don't know if I'm an emotional eater. You know, and what I usually tell people is if it's something every day, like if you do it once in a while, you come home, Maybe you skipped meals, maybe you had a rough day and there's ice cream in there and you just feel like, ah, screw it. I'm going to eat it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it happened maybe, I don't know, just on a Friday. <laughs> right. But let's say every day, you know, maybe twice, you know, it starts twice a week, then maybe three times a week, four times a week, you find yourself every, every day coming home from work or um, mm-hmm. and when you drop your kids off or, or maybe when everyone goes to bed, you find yourself, just eating. And, and, and it, it can be anything. It doesn't have to be the ice cream or the chips it can be anything. It's it's when you are doing something that you don't normally do. And you're eating mm-hmm. out of response of an emotion. And you brought up that, you know, most of us don't even know why we're doing what we're doing or, or why we're yep, feeling yep. what we're feeling. And a lot of times with me, when I'm coaching people, it's because they're eating, they're watching TV, and they're on their phone. And it's like, okay, where, where's the self awareness in that? Mm. So, um, you know, emotional eating, I find is, you know, well, how do you know you have it? Well, you know, it's it's eating in response to emotion, but continuously, like day Mm. after day, you know, if you do it once in a while, you know, maybe that's a subconscious behavior you've taught yourself that there's some working that needs to be around that. But Mm. if you're a true emotional eater, and you really have some things where you need to work with someone, like you were saying, those strategies I mean, that 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 definitely, you need someone to hold you accountable. You know, I always, people know, I've used this before, that STOP acronym, right? So someone that continuously, mindlessly eats, you know, you're not going to stop it overnight, just like you said. Mm. And it's almost like you have to actively go through it yeah. in order to be aware, because you have to mm. stop <laughs> and then think about what the hell am I doing? And then, you know, dig a little deeper with a therapist to say, okay, you know, there's there's more to this, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, so
0: I think that's really, really important how
1: you explain that, you know? Yeah. You would, Um, you would say that emotional eating is a disconnection from the mind and the body, correct?
0: Disconnection from the mind and the body. Um, if you are truly not hungry, right? So, so I always Mm -hmm. say, uh, you know, if it is above the neck, then that is an emotional eating response, right? It's mind mm-hmm. hunger. But if it's below the neck, you know it's usually right. growling, and, and you're hungry, right? Right, right. So you know that's a quick tip that I'll tell somebody. Okay, is it above or is it below? And they'll, you know, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll just know. So if if it's if it's below, then you're good. But if it's above, then then I mean, if you're trained in that awareness, then maybe not because you're aware of it. It's when you're right. not aware is when that disconnect is. It's, it's like people that wake yeah. up in the morning and they immediately go to their cell phone. Hmm. They, they're not, they're not aware.
1: They're not really thinking about what it is that they're just on autopilot. Yeah. 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 Cause I was going to say, like, I think a lot of people that come into my office are so disconnected from their bodies. Right. Um, mm-hmm. They're not in tune with what sensations come up in their bodies because they've suppressed them in some capacity. Right. And as a result, their feelings and emotions also get suppressed. Um, so I feel like there is this disconnection between mind and body other than, you know, when we do like physical exercise or things like that. But um, it's almost like our bodies have failed us in some way when we engage in some kind of emotional eating pattern or any kind of behavior really that isn't healthy for us. Um, and we kind of lose, lose trust in our bodies in a weird way. Um, and I think it's really important for people that do struggle with this to start to be able to reconnect with their bodies again so that they can understand where the hunger is coming from. Right. That self-awareness piece. Absolutely. And,
0: um, you know, the mind in that sense, when you're disconnected, it's Mm -hmm. almost like the mind runs it. Because it's disconnected. Whereas if you're aware, then you run the body. Right. Exactly. You run the mind and healing heart. I, I people I've said this millions of times heart, you know, you could be brain dead, but in a coma. But if your heart is alive, mm-hmm. you're still alive. Right. Yep. It's when the heart dies is when you're not. So, you know, your intuition, your perception, we're not taught really to be in tune to that. Right. We're more taught mm-hmm. with our physical senses, like, you know, eyes and, and smell and touch. And, um, and yep. we're so overstimulated by that. So that's why we're not doing very well at understanding or, um, knowing what we're feeling because we're, uh, you know, touchy feely kind of physical sensation taught. But if we're, if Mm -hmm. we're, if we're taught, like you said, on the reverse end to kind of with other, um, perceptions that we have and and intuition and all that, and and being self-aware, then we're going to be able to make that choice. Right. Yep. Yep. So so this is all great stuff i think it's pretty deep right some people um are open to it it's it's you know i find that it's it's hard sometimes to want to help people if they come in and they just they want a diet right they just you know tell me what i need to eat and you know if that's what you really want then you know i'll try to give you what you want but it's really yeah. sad because they never really change the behavior around it um yeah. and i'm sure you get the same in some capacity on your end so with that you know what are some tips or, 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 you know, some, some strategies for the listeners, uh, that, yeah. that, that you can offer to start to address any emotional issues, you know, um, baseline,
1: right. In, in specifically yeah. emotional
0: eating issues.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think just with anything, um, awareness is so key. Um, and a lot of people are not aware of what's happening for them when it's happening or even after it happens. Right. Um, and I think journaling, I know a lot of people are like, I hate writing or I hate, you know, just it takes so much time. But really like getting pen to paper and journaling and being able to put your thoughts out onto, on, out onto paper is the way that we rewire our brain. So if you're not actively taking the time to reflect and understand what's going on for you internally, you can't make the change because you can't be. You can't make the change if you're not aware. You can't take action if you're not aware. Um, so journaling is usually the first place that I start with people, and a lot of times people like direction. Um, so I actually, I'll send it to you if you'd like. I have uh, what what I, I like. I, I, I
0: would because I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. So I go up and I go ebb and flows with journaling, and it's usually for yeah. my own like entrepreneur stuff, and and I struggle with it. Cause when, when mm. people are like journal, it's like, well, you know, what, you know, get your thought, well, what the hell do I write? So I always yeah, kind of start yeah. with, it was like an empowering question, but then it's like, there's only so many I can come up with.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. It's so true. And I think a lot of people think, oh my God, I got to sit down and I've got to write for like 20 to 30 minutes. Yep. And it <laughs> does not, ha- it does not have to be like that. This can be a quick, like five to 10 minute mo- part of your morning routine while you're sitting and having coffee whatever, however you want to do it. Um, But I offer my clients what's called a emotion sensation wheel. So on the outside of this wheel are all the sensations that happen in our body. And as you move towards the inside of the wheel, you get feeling words. Um, And then as you move to the middle of the wheel, it's all emotion. Um, So it's actually a tool to be able to help people understand themselves and also be able to kind of look down on a paper and be like, oh, that's what I'm feeling or that's what's happening in my body right now. And then as you start to use the wheel, it becomes second nature. So you start to identify, hey, like my heart is racing right now and you're writing down what that sensation is. And when my heart races, this is usually what that means. And it's tied to a feeling word, like I'm scared, right? Or I'm anxious or I'm feeling insecure. Um, And then you write that down. Oh, those are the feelings that I'm feeling. And then you look at what emotion that's tied to oh, like that's tied to fear. Um, And then you're able to see, oh, I'm just feeling fear right now. It's not that I want to eat. I'm just feeling fearful about something that happened a couple of minutes ago or yesterday. Um, So you're able to start to relate what your experience is or what your feelings are to what's happening for you. And then once you can start to identify those things, then my next question to people is usually, okay, what thoughts are going on in your head right now? And I have people write down what their thoughts are, right? Um, and then I have people take, a, take um, inventory on what's happening externally right now. So what's going on in your outside world? Is there a lot of noise going on? Are you in an environment that feels chaotic? Um, being able to kind of get people to write that down is important. And then the last question, which is usually the hardest question for people to answer is what do you need right now? Because most of the time when we go to emotionally eat, It's because a need isn't being met. Um, And we're so used to being in tune with what everyone else wants and needs, but we never take into account what it is that we actually need or actually answering that question, right? Um, And most of the time we don't know what we need, which is why we're reaching for the food or which is why we've created this this pattern over time. Um, So So can I I ask you this?
0: Because this is like, I could do this if I was drinking my cup of coffee and no one was around me in the morning, but this is what I would need in the moment. I'm not Mm -hmm. thinking that in the moment. So Mm -hmm. do you think, like I always tell people, okay, well, you know, the stop, right. Um, It will help build resilience when you do engage in that behavior over time, and the more you train yourself. So how can I, and I'm just, You know, we're talking about emotional eating, but I'm of course making this about myself as I always do. No, let's Um, do it. You know, is is this something that I should do every morning? Um, is this something that I should maybe do at night? Like, what? Because you know, when you're in the headspace where okay, this is my journal, I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna write. You're at least me. I I'd kind of be in a good headspace. More so if I was doing Mm -hmm. it, like maybe at the end of the day, I you know I got all these other things I want to get done. Does that kind of, I don't know if my question or where I'm going with this is making sense.
1: Yeah, Um. I mean, I'm all for starting to do this three times a week, right? Like start okay. small. Um. You don't need to be doing this every single day in the beginning because kind of like we were talking about earlier that like all or nothing thinking comes into play a lot of the times where, oh, oh I didn't do today. Like I'm just gonna not do it for the rest of the week. Like I failed. Um instead of creating some like manageable goals for yourself, like if you're not used to journaling, you're not gonna be able to just pick it up and journal every day. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think you need to figure out how something like this fits into your schedule. Um, and maybe you start to use this journaling when you feel like you want to uh, emotionally eat or when you, you know, have some time at the end of the day and you felt like you had a stressful day um, I think it you can utilize it however you want. Uh, I just think if you're if you're not journaling, if you're not addressing and becoming self-aware, um this is a great way to start, yeah. And you bring up you, know, you had
0: said journaling, the act of writing is the mm-hmm. only way to rewire the brain. I have not said it in those verbatim words. But I've told my clients, anyone that works with me initially, especially if they go through my gain control of your eating program, the first two weeks you are required to journal. You, I will not let you use the app. I have an app, right? Because um, people like apps, right? Can I do it on my phone? No, you can't. And they yep. get mad at me. And I'm like, I don't care if you put it on a post-it. I don't care if you put it on a paper, paper yep. piece of paper. You have to write. And it's because of what you just said. That is the yep. only way to read. There's research to support that, mm-hmm. right? I'm so happy yep. to hear you say that. Of course you would say that. Yep. I'm a mental health therapist, but.
1: <laughs> well, I, mean, I didn't do the research, don't... but. <laughs> people don't know that. People don't yep. know that. Yeah, I've had clients ask me if they can type out their journal because they have terrible handwriting. And yep. I will tell them, no. I yep. will tell them, I don't care if it's chicken scratch. Um, yeah. The like act of writing uh, has been scientifically proven to help you rewire your brain quicker than it would if you're typing something out or even an audio message. Yep. So I I love that. It just reinforces
0: yep. why journaling is important. And here I am asking questions about me, and that's what I do with the eating behaviors. Because how are you going to change anything if you're not aware, right? Yep. So important. Yeah. Um, Well, you know, Christine, is there anything that you think you want to share personally um, that you think would be helpful or or valuable? And,
1: you know, I don't mean to put you on the spot. Uh, Yeah. No, I mean, I in talking with you, I think when we first met, we were talking a lot about like the emotional eating component. Um, And I think that I've struggled with that over time just as an athlete and restricting and, you know changing my diet over time, probably burning out my metabolism at some point. (laughs) Um, So I think I've definitely experienced some of these things over time and it took me a while to figure out what worked for me. Um, You know, I said this on another podcast, but everybody's body is different and everybody responds differently to different things. And you can't expect it to be a one size fits all um, solution. right? Uh, you've kind of got to piece Absolutely. together and, and start to take what you need from some of these things. And if it doesn't apply to you, that's okay. Just just toss it out and try something else. Um, don't try to make something work that isn't working for you. Um, find another solution. Because uh, that's, that's what's helped me, right? I think I we're so used to comparing, right? Oh, well, that worked for somebody else. It, it's going to work for me. Um, and then when it doesn't, you think there's something wrong with you. And there's nothing wrong with you. It's just that solution doesn't work for you. We got to try something else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So Yeah. That's just been my experience with eating in general over the course of, you know, my, my life. Um, But yeah, being able to really address some of my own emotions and being able to broaden my vocabulary around my experience has been so beneficial in helping me not just with eating or that behavior, but in a lot of other areas of my life too.
0: Yeah. It's funny. You bring up the athlete. Um, it, it, You know, it's the nutrition piece, the food mm-hmm. piece. It's, it's never brought up. Uh, I don't think it's brought up as much as it should be. It's not usually brought up as nope. much as it should be. And yet there's so much influence on endurance and strength and power. And I don't care what it is you're doing in any sport. Mm-hmm. And, and yet the emotional you know how hard on the emotional piece, right? And then the nutritional piece—it's—it's—it's it's, it's just so overlooked, I, at least in our American society. I—I I, I think it is. So Agreed. Um, it's—it's it's funny that that you bring that up, and I'm happy that you were able to kind of uh, navigate your way out of it. My story—I I, wasn't—I mean, as an athlete, but not like you and some of the other people that I've interviewed. I mean, my athleticism was going to a gym, or you know, I did taekwondo. That's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, but I guess my whole point is. I too struggled with restriction and um, all of these things thinking that if I changed what I ate or if I ate what I was told that my body would be the way that it needed to be. And that was Mm -hmm. not the solution. Right. So, you know, that's a really important thing and how everybody wants to feel and look is unique to them too. Right. So we have Mm -hmm. this, this image, which I think is changing a lot now. Now it's even more confusing, I think for people. Yeah. Um, we just don't know how to feel I, to go back to what you said. And, uh, you know, it's important to, to to get some support around it and to talk to people that help you build that awareness, because we all have that ability to know it's just, you know, how yeah. important is it to you? And that's the the, the, the piece to, to health. Right. So when I talked about those three spheres, right, the wealth, the health and the love, um, it really starts with health and, and love for yourself first before you can do it out out there, right, in the world or wherever it is that you want to do. So, um, you know, I just, yeah, no, I'm sorry,
1: go ahead. (laughs) No, 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 Um, and I was just even like, as you're talking about that, just kind of like shifting the story that we're telling ourselves about what we're doing, right? I think we kind of get into these stories that we're never going to change or we're not good enough to change. And um, I think that can really impact the way that we approach things as well. Um, which is kind of, you know, something that you just touched on a little bit. Um, so I don't know, just thought I'd add that.
0: Yeah. And a lot of it comes from our environment, especially as an athlete, yeah. right? It's so hard. I think a lot to get parents yelling, you know, do the, it's, it's, um it's stuff we don't even want in our subconscious, but yet mm-hmm. it comes. And unless you yep. give yourself that space to be aware about it, um, you just don't know. So that's great. that. Yep. It sounds like you really help people work through that. Um, Mm -hmm. So if someone wants to work with you, right? So I'm here in Connecticut. um, I have a big Massachusetts crowd too. Like, how can they work with you? Because I think you're awesome. And and I want you to do more with me in the future. And and hopefully I'll get her on some of my group stuff. But, you know, how can they work with you? You do great stuff and you you can help lots of people.
1: Yeah, so I actually just started a mastermind called uh, Unlocking Your Mental Wealth, um, which actually touches on some of the stuff that we talked about today, which is the emotional, like understanding your emotions, uh, being able to uh, develop emotional intelligence, and then shifting our internal narrative. Um, and yeah, so I just started that course um, for it's work in progress. Uh, but if you wanted to work one on one with me, uh you can find me on Instagram, which is probably the easiest way to find me, which is at Christina.lmhc. Um, and all of my stuff, all my links are there. Uh you can also get a free resource that I created through uh an email course, which is uh how to get out of a mental slump, which is one of my favorite things is how to help people to get out of like that mental slump where you're down and out. You feel like you're in kind of a funk and just feel stuck. Um, It gives you some uh, practical ways for you to help yourself get out of that. Uh, And it's free. So go check it out.
0: (laughs) We all need that. So make sure you do check it out because that's going to help all you emotional eaters or over eaters, whatever kind of eater, whatever kind of eater you are, right? Because like you said, we all have some emotion behind why we, you know, eat. Why we do the things we do. Yeah. 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 Um, well, you know, I can't thank you enough for being here. Again, I want to, you know, at some point, I'm sure I'll have you on again, but um, you have a lot to offer. And, and I think we have a lot of people to help make more aware of what it is they're doing. And we're not yep. perfect either, right? We're human. And I think, I, I know I can speak for myself. I got into this field of doing what I do because my own struggles and my own, you know, um, people that were close to me, as yep. I'm sure, you know, you mentioned as well with with, with yep. you, so We're here to help. So thanks for joining me today. And for all you listeners, like Christina said, if you're interested, hop out, check her out on Instagram, get her free resource. And I look forward to talking to you in the next podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening to The Dramatically Different Dietitian with your host, Cheryl Ravalis Magipinto.